Welcome to episode number 41 of the Truth and Dare podcast. Today, we are revealing the Truth and Dare book club for 2018. We are so excited. There's been so much work and love that has gone into this uh, book club, and we can't wait to share all the details with you. Before we get started on today's episode, we are going to highlight our review of the week. This week's review of the week comes from Kelly Betts. Kelly Betts says, waiting for Wednesday. She said, I had never really listened to many podcasts before Truth and Dare. Now I can't wait for Wednesdays when Allie and Carly roll out the week's new podcast. Refreshingly open, honest, funny, and thought-provoking. I highly recommend you take a listen. Thank you so much, Kelly. We love reading the reviews. Um, We read them all. We read every single review. So even if we're not talking about them on the show, we're reading them and we're sharing them with each other and they really mean so much to us. If you'd love for us to hear how Truth and Dare is impacting your life, please drop us a review and let us know what the show means to you. You can do that on our iTunes page. Um, You can find everything you need to know about us and about the book club over on our website, truthanddaremovement.com. Now let's get this show going. Welcome to Truth and Dare, a podcast dedicated to female empowerment through living our truth and daring to change. Hi, I'm Carly Talbot. And I'm Allie Van Fossen. Okay, Carl, episode 41 and a really important milestone for you and me. We've been working really hard at bringing the book club, the sisterhood to life. And uh, the moment is finally here. It feels really good. And um, I think we both feel really confident in what we've created and what we're offering to our community And we're so excited to welcome our listeners and community members into this opportunity. But before we jam on the book club and before we invite our special guests onto the show, let's talk slug in the honey. What's going on, Carl? Well, you know, this is the first time I've ever created a project and put my heart and soul into something that nobody asked me to do nobody paid me to do it nobody this wasn't like an assignment at my job this is just something that Ali I know you agree with me but we both felt like we needed to create we needed to make this space for it because we felt called to do it and we needed to honor that creative call and so I'm just feeling you know I am I'm excited and I'm so confident about what I've created and I know it's so important for people, but I'm also just really nervous. It's very vulnerable to put yourself out there and say, like, look, I made something that I know that will change your life. Um, Are you open to it? And so it's scary. It's really scary to put yourself out there in that way and to like put your blood, sweat and tears all into one thing. It's like my baby. This is my baby. My baby is alive. I have given birth. <laughs> you have given That's how birth. I'm feeling. Yeah. How do you, how are you feeling about it? 
Everything you said just resonated so deeply with me. And you know, I've been through that same exact process and probably repeated those same exact words to you when I was birthing the body, mind, soul detox. So everything you're feeling is so valid and I'm feeling it too all over again. This is the second project that I've brought to life, luckily with another another person next to me, beside me, helping me brainstorm and collaborate and kind of like iron out all those details and also split the fucking work into. So thanks, Carl, for being my partner. But I would say Slug and the Honey right now is very similar to yours. Um, Putting all the crossing the T's, dotting the I's of this community that we're about to open and invite you guys into. And Again, following your intuition to create, to offer something and having zero idea how it's going to be received. Um, it's so vulnerable and it's just a reminder that if you have an idea and something is speaking to you that you need to follow it and, um, do the best you can to bring it into the world and to birth it into the world like we are. And know that you have like all of this intention behind it and it is going to help people. Whether it's five people or 500 people, it doesn't matter. It's just that you follow that intuition, that curiosity, that interest, and you birth it into the world. So I think our slug in the honey is a proud moment. I have a proud mm-hmm. slug. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I have a proud slug too. I think that's a good way to put it. It's like a nervous, proud flag. <laughs> exactly. And um, <sighs> all right, so let's kind of dig into this show. Um, the 30-day book club challenge where we read Big Magic is slowly winding down. Of course, we have people still reading and exploring the concepts that Elizabeth Gilbert brought forth. Um, but for the most part, a lot of people have worked through the book and worked through the experience. Um, Carly, this is your first time leading a community and being that guide uh, for others and women in this case. Uh, how did it feel? Um, you know, what are your thoughts around leading a community and watching so many women step into their purpose and power by bringing words to life through our sisterhood? Honestly, I am just completely blown away by what's happened in the book club challenge group. I started it knowing that I know how powerful this book is because I've read it multiple times and I know how powerful it was for me personally. So I knew that it was going to impact people in a deep way. And I felt really confident going into it that the material and the content that we had created, Ali, was some of our best work. It just, I felt really good about what we had created. But to see it so well received is just, it's really hard to describe. And honestly, it's not us. We're just the the catalyst and the leaders helping these women open up, but it's them. They are so willing and so vulnerable and so open. And when you create this safe space, it's like we it's like we're just putting the walls up of the house, me and you, and they're the ones filling it up with like all the furniture and all the pieces and all the love and all the pain and all the tears and everything else. And really like what this has reinstated in me is everybody just needs to be reminded that 
they have that space and that they're not alone. And as soon as you give people that safety net, it's like the floodgates just rush open. And it just is such a reminder that the work we're doing is so important. Growing the collective consciousness of our sisters is the most vital thing that we can be doing. And to watch it unfold has just like, I mean, it's really been magical. I'm blown away. Your analogy about the house and us putting up the walls and all of the women who have joined the group filling it is so beautifully put. And I've never thought of it that way. And I I just love that analogy. So thanks, Carl. Um, this was my first community where I led it without any yoga involved. And it was so refreshing for me. And it was, it reinvigorated my creativity and my commitment to this world of personal development and self exploration and continuing to evolve and grow and not needing the yoga practice to take me there. And it's not to say that the yoga practice doesn't or that it can't. It was just so refreshing for me to create in a new way and watch all of these women show up so vulnerably and with so much courage um, and willingness to bring the words to life. I mean, our tagline for the book club is bringing words to life through sisterhood. And it couldn't be more true that that's what happened in these past 30 days, four weeks of, you know, uncovering big magic. So for all of you listening that joined the 30 day book club challenge and showed up and read your book and supported one another and challenged yourself, most importantly, to really like see, transcend the pages with us. Thank you so much for trusting us and letting us guide you and, you know, filling up the home. Because like Carly said, we put up the walls, but the home would be empty without all of you. So thank you so much for showing up um, and doing the work right beside us. So um, let's segue into the actual book club. So it might be a little confusing. We're talking about a book club challenge and then a book club. Essentially, the book club challenge was your teaser. It was a taste of what you can experience if you decide to join our year-long book club. Um, it was this moment for you to decide, like, is this is this good for me? Is this fueling me? Is it helping me live my truth and dare to change? And now the decision is yours to come join us for an entire year. So Carl, what can our listeners, these women expect if they come on this journey with us? Yeah, that's right. Ali said it. This is a year long journey. So the first thing that we got to just put out there is we are committing in the book club group to read 12 books in 12 months. That's one book per month for the entire year of 2018. And I know that that's really scary because if you're anything like us, it takes you like six to eight months to read three chapters in your book. <laughs> um, but that's not because we can't do it, right? It's because we're so distracted and we prioritize everything else over ourselves. And so in this book club, the first thing that we're committing to is 12 books a month for the entire year. And these books were hand chosen by Ali and I 
to take you on a journey throughout all of 2018. Each book um, takes you to a place that we think is going to be really transformative for your personal growth. We've chosen them in certain months on purpose so that we can all walk together in the new year to become the best versions of ourselves. And listen, like these podcasts are great. Um, and every, you know, and the work and the self-help that we're doing is great, but we need help from experts and that's where the books come in. So yeah, to start it off 12 books a month, hand selected, handcrafted to take us through the journey of really living our truth in the new year. How we're going to do this is with each book, the first thing you're going to receive is a calendar from us. The calendar is going to be your guide. It is your spirit guide. It's going to take you along for the entire month. You're never going to be lost. We're going to tell you exactly what to read on exactly what weeks, what activities to do to correspond to that week so that you are absolutely up to date and on track with where we need you to be so that you can follow along um, and get the most out of the book. After that, you are also going to be receiving a lot of supplemental information that we put a lot of thought into because we know that reading the book can only take you so far. The first thing you're going to get are podcasts. And the reason we chose to do podcasts is because we don't think that we can have a book club without discussing the material. And because this is an online book club, we don't have the ability to all meet in a living room and drink wine and talk about the book, which would be ideal. And maybe in the future when we build our retreat center, we'll do that. But right now we're doing this over the internet. So in order to have that component of conversation, we're giving you two podcast, two full length podcast conversations from Allie and I to you. And what these are going to do is they're going to dive into concepts of the book that we feel like need more dissecting. So we've really thought these through for each book. We're un- we're going through the book with, with a fine tooth comb and we're pulling out the sections that we feel like might leave you um, with a lot of aha moments or feeling confused or feeling, um, you know, like maybe a little bit lost. And we're going to break those sections down for you in a way that hopefully helps you understand the material in a more complete way. And also in those podcasts, we're going to leave you with tips and tools to take the material and translate it into your everyday life. And that's something that um, I think is really important because as much as we want to get the content, we also want to be able to take what we learn and actually use it in our day-to-day so that we can, you know, walk the talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're convincing me to join the book club. <laughs> Way to go, sister. Um, all right. In addition to the podcast conversations, we are also giving you two guided meditations. So these meditations are handcrafted by us. They go right in line with the book material And the purpose behind the meditation is to help you transcend the page. So oftentimes we rely on listening, like this type of podcast conversation. We're very familiar and comfortable with reading, um, but we're not so comfortable with getting quiet and allowing the materials to sink deeper. So our goal and our purpose behind the meditations are for you to transcend the pages so that everything you're digesting and dissecting sinks just a little bit deeper and sticks with you on a more emotional, mental, and spiritual level. 
So each week you're going to have a different activity. It will either be a podcast or a guided meditation. And lastly, in addition, you're going to have four handcrafted journal prompts that go right along with the week's activities, the theme, the conversation, so that you can go one step further. And you guys know we talk about journaling here pretty much all the time, um, and that's because it's so potent. The practice really is transformative if you're willing to show up and be vulnerable. And there are so many people that were in our 30-day book club challenge that did just that and really got to know themselves better and move through a lot of false beliefs and fears just by writing out what was in their minds and getting it on the page and seeing where all that clusterfuck comes from in holding us back. So that comes right along with the book club. You have the podcast conversations, meditations, four journal prompts. And lastly, you have access to a private sisterhood accountability group through Facebook, where each week we'll have threads of conversation to keep you engaged and active and supporting one another and sharing your thoughts and feelings and emotions around the text. Um, For those of you who have been in the private sisterhood right now, it is obvious how special and sacred this place is, and our book club group will be so similar um, with, I think, even more magic because we're all committing to this year-long journey together. So that is the book club in a nutshell. Every single month, it'll follow the same format. You'll get those same activities, and they will be deeply related to the text of each book that we've chosen. So at this point in the conversation today, we hope you are thinking to yourself, I can't wait to join this book club with Carly (laughs) and Allie. How do I get my hands on it? Where do I find it? Um, Go to truthanddaremovement.com. You will find a link on the homepage to check out the entire sales page that details every single thing we're talking about here, as well as awesome, adorable photos of Carly and I surrounded by books with an (laughs) incredible video that we created for you. Uh, So you can find all of the details about how the program works over at truthanddaremovement.com. It's also in our episode show notes for today. So don't fear please go find it, read through that sales page. You're also probably wondering how much does it cost? How does the membership work? All of those answers can be found on that sales page. Again, truthanddaremovement.com. I won't say it again because I think you guys got it in your heads, but Carl, when do the doors close? Because this is a limited time opportunity, ladies. The doors will not stay open for very long. No, we're doing this quickly because we need to start this in the new year. We want to make 2018 our year. I think 2017 was a little chaotic for most of us. And so we're trying to get regrouped and regrounded. That means that you don't have a lot of time to sign up, but you don't want to miss this chance. The doors are going to close at 12 p.m. Eastern time on December 29th. That's December 29th, so that we all have a couple of days to enjoy New Year's Eve, and then we can get our asses to work the first week of January. So again, that's 12 p.m. on December 29th. 
And I just want to let you guys know that the doors aren't going to be reopening for months to come. So this is it. This is your chance. If you feel like things were hazy last year or the last few years, you haven't been able to really get a grip on the track that you want to be on to become the person that you want to be, to have the accountability and to, you know, learn and grow and make yourself better. This is your opportunity. We're going for it in 2018. We're not holding back. Make the commitment for yourself to live your truth and dare to change and do it with Allie and I. We need you guys. We can't do this by ourselves and you need us. It's about coming together as a group. And, you know, one more thing about Allie was saying, going into all the details, like this is not your average book club. I know we talked about everything we're providing you, but I just wanted to take a minute to say we're going really deep. This is not for the faint of heart. This is not for someone who's like, "Ah, I just like want to read and like maybe write a journal prompt. We have really thought about every single word that we're putting to paper to bring out the depths of your soul, to make you stronger, to make you more confident, to make you more um, aware and to make you better, these books and these um, materials and these everything that we're giving you is to make you the best version of yourself. So there's so much more beyond the meditation, beyond the journal prompt. There's so much um, that has gone into crafting everything. They are so deep and they're so rooted in authenticity and we really want this to be the year of the rising for ourselves personally and for all of you. So don't miss your chance. This is it. December 29th, 12 p.m. Be there or be square. <laughs> I was hoping you would say that. I was hoping you would end with the be square. <laughs> Who wants to be square? You know, it's like. I don't want to be square. I want to be like circular. the lamest shape ever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, like a figure eight. But um, anyway, listen. Yeah, or a star. <laughs> Ooh, a star. Yeah. Okay. I like that one. Um, we know you might be having some hesitations and you're wondering, do I have the time? Can I commit to this? Allie and Carly just threw out some major truth bombs. I'm a little nervous around the idea of committing to one book a year or one book a month for the entire year of 2018, which is why. We chose to go straight to the source and bring you two women from the 30 day book club challenge to share their experience with you and with us. So essentially we invited Amber and Lisa onto the show today and we interviewed them about what the past 30 days has been like and how each of the activities that we provided helped them move through the book and get the most out of the book. And also what the private Facebook group did to further support their experience. Um, it was so much fun bringing on our listeners and our community members. It's the first time we've done something like that. And it was a last minute idea that we were so excited to make happen. And yeah, it was just such a joy to have them on the show. Carl, do you have anything else to say before we segue into hearing from Amber and Lisa? Yeah, I just I just echo what you said. It was so fun to have listeners on and participants of the challenge and to really hear what it meant for them to commit to 30 days of reading, 30 days of growing, 30 days of vulnerability, um, and 30 days of showing up. 
And it was beautiful to hear their stories, to see how the book club challenge changed and impacted them and to hear how excited they are to be a part of the actual book club. And it also just made me realize that we need to get together with you guys way more. Um, I don't know how that's going to happen, but interacting with you guys is just, it's so fun. So it was just a joy to have them on. And I really think that this perspective is going to help answer any questions or qualms you might have about joining and uh, really give you that firsthand perspective of what it's like to be a part of one of our groups. Absolutely. So with that said, let's bring on Amber and Lisa. All right, ladies, let's talk more about the Truth and Dare Book Club Challenge. So Amber, what prompted you to join the Book Club Challenge in the first place? Well, I, um, I started following your Journey Junkie community about a year ago. And started doing yoga through that, did some free challenges, did your um, body, mind, soul detox twice, which was an amazing, life-changing experience. And obviously listened to the Truth and Dare podcast. So when you announced the book club challenge, I think I actually clicked sign up before I finished reading your email because you just, (laughs) you'd, you'd proven to me so many times that your content is just incredible and it's not something that I wanted to miss out on. So yeah, that's why. Thank you so much for sharing and being mm-hmm. such a big part of all the communities that we offer through Truth and Dare and Journey Junkie. So mm. Lisa, what were your first thoughts when you saw the invitation to join the book club challenge and what prompted you to say yes? So I was really um, excited about the book club challenge. I had just finished reading Ariana Huffington's uh, Thrives, A Third Metric to Success, And I always with ending a book, I get a little uh, depressed that (laughs) that it's ending, especially one that I really love. Um, And this was happening at at about the same time. And so I was like, oh, this is perfect. I had been following your Journey Junkie um, uh, community for a while, too. And um, one of my... um, core desired feelings. I don't know if either of you or any of the listeners follow Danielle Laporte. Um, of course we do. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, one of mine is connection. And so I think uh, that this podcast is a beautiful opportunity uh, to connect with other like-minded individuals and other women. And so it seemed like uh, the perfect opportunity to do um uh, read a new book, and um, I'm always interested in growing and learning, and so that's kind of how I um, decided to join. Mm, that's so awesome! Yes, but Ali and I are both super familiar with Danielle Laporte's work, so we're nodding along with you in that. Um, and we're so happy that both of you decided to join and that um, you took that first step. So. We gave you four weeks to read the book, and we want to know how each of you felt about the time frame. Did you feel like it went a little too slow for you? Were you bored? Uh, Did you have more room to relax? Did you enjoy the timeline, or did you uh, feel rushed at all? Kind of talk us through the four weeks and tell us how you felt, and Lisa, you can kick it off if you want. Sure. I felt like it kept me on pace. It was good. I am 
admittedly not much of a reader. Um, I want to be. I have um, post PhD uh, PTSD from from having having to read so much uh, um, in my like graduate work. Uh, So I actually bought the book on, on Audible and I bought a paper copy so that I could like underline and highlight as I went. Um, And this actually kept me on pace. I added it to part of my morning routine, which is, you know, like get up, make coffee. And if I wanted to go for a walk, I would take it, you know, on a walk with me. Or if I wanted to, you know, be at home and be more reflective and highlight and underline, um, I would do that as well. I felt like it kept me on pace and it was good to have um, the journal prompts to kind of drive things home. Awesome. Well, and I love I love the Audible version of it. And I know Carly, you do a lot of Audible and I've never done Audible. I would love to try it. Yeah. I don't know if you've done it yet, Amber, but um No, not yet. Yeah. I like that you have the opportunity to, like you said, Lisa, go on a walk and listen to the book. But when you want to be more reflective and sit at home and underline and highlight and note take, uh, you also have that option too. Um, you do have to get two versions of the book, but hey, that's part of the beauty of living in this modern world of technology, right? So, um, Amber, tell us, you know, just like Carly said, we gave you four weeks to read it. How did you feel about that time mm-hmm. frame? And give us your thoughts around that. Okay. Well, I liked the time frame. I'm I'm a big book addict and I tend to read kind of big volumes as quickly as I can and I I think that's maybe because with a a toddler at home and a job I just have chunks of time where I can read and I just try and sort of read and read and digest as much as I can as quickly as I can but um, that's all fiction and this is the first kind of self-help type book I've ever tried to read and I found I'd be sitting on the train and I'd be reading like a paragraph or a chapter and then I would just have to stop because I would want to make notes or I'd want to kind of write down what I was feeling or I want to just sit quietly and think about the ideas that the book was putting forward so having the time frame to work to I found that on the surface of it you only had sort of a couple of short chapters to read in a five-day period but that works really really well because it gives you the space to kind of absorb and process and, and work with all of the ideas in there so for me that worked really really well. That's so cool I'm so happy that this is the first time you took the plunge into the self-help world, I will warn you that it is a rabbit hole that you have just <laughs> entered. So good luck getting yourself out. <laughs> so we also created some guided meditations throughout this book club challenge. And we did this because we really wanted everybody who is participating to go to a deeper level um, to take the words off the page and really try to connect with them and the messages subconsciously so that you could take the um, content of the book into into real life as much as possible. So I would love to know from both of you how you felt about the meditations and um, if the guided meditations helped you to transcend what was written into a more meaningful way. So um, Amber, maybe you can lead us off on this. Um, yeah, sure. I um, Meditation is something that I've always wanted to be really good at. And it, funnily enough, it's the reason that I discovered the Journey Junkie community to, to start with. It was an, an internet search because I wanted to get into guided meditations and, uh, <clears throat> and Ali's website just popped up. Um, but it's something that I have a lot of resistance to and I'm not really sure why. I kind of 
I don't know whether it's like my monkey mind just won't be quiet or I feel like it's a bit of a, a self-centered thing for me to be doing, to be taking that quiet time for me. But <clears throat> I do struggle with it. Um, but I, I went with the meditations in the book club challenge. And um, first of all, Carly, I think you should do more. Your voice is just so incredibly soothing. You do it really well. And I, <laughs> I found that with um, the content of the meditations, it just it's kind of light touch and it allows you to delve as deeply in your own mind as you want to. And it just it kind of gives you the space and the permission to let the ideas sink in and just kind of organically filter through and see where they're going. So, yeah, I think um, the meditations are a really important part of the whole challenge. Yeah. And I know for Carly and I, when we were kind of outlining, how is this book club going to work? How can Mm -hmm. we help people, like Carly said, transcend the words on the pages? Because at a certain point, I think when you've read 10, 15 self-help personal development books, they start to like blur (laughs) together. And all of the you know, the content and the action steps and the stories are, they all have this common thread, which is great because you get really familiar with it. But also I think for me personally, um, it kind of like loses its essence that like potent punch of wanting you to actually like motivating you to change. And, Mm. um, I think when we can have these supplementary materials like meditations and the other pieces we're going to touch on the podcast and the journal prompts, it helps bring it to life. Um, so Lisa, talk to us about your experience with the meditations. And also one more thing, Amber, I'm just like you. I have serious resistance against meditation. Carly Mm. is my, I would call her my meditation coach on (laughs) motivating me to sit my ass down. And, um, it's something I'm working on as well in my own personal practice, but yeah, Lisa, share with us how you felt about them. So, um, I, I think we all have a little bit of resistance to that. I, um, or at least, uh, you know, I'm a very active person and, um, getting, getting myself to sit my ass down is, is a difficult thing. And I, I do always resist it, but after I do it, I always feel, like a hundred percent better about everything, no matter what mood I'm in. I'm definitely just in a different space mentally and, um, uh, energetically and even physically. I think, uh, Carly did an amazing job. I was listening, um, to it before we, we got on the call here, uh, just to kind of calm myself down and center. And I agree. You have a very calming, like beautiful presence. It's, it really is a divine, um, meditation. And I feel like if you wanted to sell it, you could make lots of money. (laughs) But yeah, it was really good to help. Um, I feel like if you're into manifesting or, you know, bringing things into your life that it it helps to cultivate, uh, that feeling. And, um, you really helped, um, me cultivate, um, um, a a feeling within, in, in myself about, you know, what it would be like to create, you know, what I wanted to create or to bring my ideas to life. And, um, I think that's super, super important. Um, so I thought it was great. Oh, thank you so much. I, who knows, maybe there'll be more meditation packages coming your way one of these days, Mm -hmm. but I really appreciate it, ladies. It means a lot. And 
it's something that's um, really important to me. But even though Ali claims I'm her meditation coach, my mind is still a shit show too. So I think we're all coming from a place of chaos and um, just taking the steps to try to get better. So we understand where you're coming from. So ladies, um, we also offer two podcast conversations, full length podcast conversations where Ali and I get pretty deep in the concepts that we felt like needed more attention in the book. And the reason we did this is because as we were brainstorming, like what is an online book hub going to look like? We knew that we couldn't have a book club without conversation. It's something that when you think of a book club, at least I immediately think of like a group of people in a room together talking about the book. So we knew we needed that um, component of conversation. And we also really love to talk. So this wasn't that hard for us. We're like, oh, let's record a podcast. Yeah. So, so we decided to throw them in there. And we would love to know um, how you felt about this part of the book club. And if you felt like the conversations that Ali and I had helped you explore the book a little deeper. Um, and if you thought that what you're just sort of what they brought out in you and how you felt about them. So yeah, Lisa, you can take it away if you want. Yeah. I, um, I thought it was really great. Um, it reminded me, I don't know, I grew up Catholic and, you know, um, and going to church and, um, you know, going through your Bible and kind of underlining as you go and, um, uh, and having the preacher like drive the message home. Um, so you guys have a very, um, I don't know, a comfortable grounded, um, presence and are very eloquent in how you speak. And I felt like, um, this was the perfect compliment to, uh, to the book and, um, to help drive the message home. Thank you. Cause when Carly and I were making them, you know, there's, when you're writing out the podcast, you're like, does this make any sense? And, um, then once you hit record on the microphone, a lot of words come out and sometimes they weren't like written out in our outline or our original intent behind the message. And through these podcast conversations, we took a lot of time to actually keep the books right in front of us and mention page numbers and quotes. And that kind of happened really organically, right, Carl, as we were recording. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we just found that there was so much more wisdom and nuggets to be shared. And, um, we hope that like in inserting those quotes and the page numbers that it helped you, like you said, Lisa, like your preacher follow along and take the message home with you. Amber, what were your thoughts around them? Um, it definitely helped having the, um, the page numbers and the references and being able to follow along with you because, um, the style of your podcast is just such an easy kind of conversation and we're listening to it. It almost feels like, you know, we're sat there with you having the conversation with you in it. Um, when you're reading the book on your own, um, certainly for me, I find that I don't quite trust some of the reactions I'm having or I think, you know, am I reading too much into this or that doesn't strike me as really important. And then to have you and Carly discussing all of these bits, it kind of validates the whole reading process. And it makes you more confident, makes me more confident in what I'm getting out of the text because I, I can I can hear you guys talking about it. So the podcasts are really, really good. Mm, yes. I just want to say I know what you mean in the validation component mm. of that because 
I've read a lot of self-help and before Ali and I joined forces in reading together, I would so often be like, am I crazy? Like, should I be thinking these things? Like, I'm, I don't know how to feel about what I just read. I need to put the book down. I need to like go for a walk. I, I don't understand. And so, um, I'm really glad you're feeling that sense of validation because that was something that was really important to us to come across during these conversations and um, a really important component of the book club in general. Absolutely. Yeah. And I remember, you know, for our listeners, and I'm sure you ladies have heard us talk about this, Carly and I have been friends for a decade, but um, we have a large group of girlfriends. So like any large group, you have then like smaller connections that are deeper. And Carly and I have kind of like ebbed and flow with our deep connection between one another. And it was really books and sharing super vulnerably with each other what was going on in our lives that brought us to this place of let's start a podcast. Let's move on a sailboat together. Um, because when you dive into this world of learning more about yourself and trying to become the best version of yourself, it is really hard to do it alone. And usually your spouse and your family and your friends, if you're anything like us, they're like not so certain about what you're saying to them. And <laughs> and um, it's hard to have those conversations that you want to have. And when Carly and I were able to connect around books and like I said, some deeper stuff going on in our lives, it helped us connect the dots and put the puzzle together and not feel like we were so alone, which leads me into my next question. Um, we want to talk about the journal prompts. So in addition to the two meditations and the two podcasts, we crafted four journal prompts and they might seem surface on the surface, but when you actually take apart the question and spend time to answer it vulnerably and authentically with a lot of courage, it can do intense, beautiful work for you. So Amber, tell me, you know, what was your experience with them? Did you have aha moments? Did you feel resistance around them? I know, again, I have a lot of resistance around journaling. And again, Carly, my coach, (laughs) (laughs) keeps telling me to journal. And when I actually sit down and do it and get vulnerable and raw, I have so much clarity and things start connecting that weren't connecting before. And I make a lot of space. That's how I feel afterwards, similar to meditation. So Amber, how what's your experience been with the journal prompts connecting so, it to the book? Yeah. So the journal prompts, when I looked through the program, <clears throat> if I'm very honest, they were the thing that scared me the most. And it's crazy because I love writing, but I love writing about things outside of myself. So journal prompts that kind of dig deep inside, I find the whole idea really scary. But I did have a real aha moment with um, one of them and the one that I've done just recently. And it just I sat there and I wrote kind of the heading on my page and I just had a completely blank mind. I thought, I know what I'm supposed to be writing about, but I don't know what I'm going to write about this. And it just started flowing. And I don't know where it came from, but it was a really cathartic experience. And I read it back afterwards. And it almost made me cry at what I was reading, because I'd gone so deep into kind of areas of my life and issues and things I'd never really had the courage to explore before. And, and, and it kind of made me realize the steps that I had to take to deal with that stuff in order to 
go forward and kind of be the best version of myself, which is what I want to get to. And I wouldn't have gone through any of that had I not sat down and thought, okay, this journal prompt is scary, but let's do it anyway. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, the scariest part of the process became the most rewarding part for me, for sure. Amen. I totally know how that feels. <laughs> Sorry, I just really put my hands up in the air. But I think that, um, you know, I, again, I, I mean, obviously I love to journal, but only because I know how profoundly healing it has been for me over the, over the years. And I go through phases where I'm like writing all of the time and then times where I'm not writing so much, but regardless of, um, the, the amount I'm writing, it's so, um, it's so sacred. And I like to view journaling as this opportunity to create contracts with yourself. And I think that's really what Ali and I wanted to portray with these journal prompts, these, um, sacred agreements that you're making with yourself and only yourself in this beautiful space that you hold. And we wanted to really encourage people to take those steps. So Lisa, if you want to open up at all about what your experience has been with journaling, that would be great. Yeah. So I, I do also resist journaling. I've tried, um, different ways of journaling and doodling and, you know, just whatever, you know, uh, was calling out to me. Um, and I do think it is, um, about the getting vulnerable with yourself. And, um, and even now I was just opening to, um, the pages where I was writing in my journal and just like some realizations uh, that I had, um, you know, and that I look at it and do make me, um, want to well up or evoke emotion. Um, and I think that that is, um, these are important things to do, um, and, um, are important in your growth. And sometimes, um, while growth is not comfortable, um, you know, where we want the growth and want to learn more and, um, and, you know, become better people or whatever that means, uh, for you. Um, it is not a comfortable process. And, um, so I do think that that's, that's a part, um, that's one of the parts that I resisted, but it helped to have the community to keep you on task. And then, um, uh, also, you know, uh, reading other, other people's responses to the book or journal prompts or realizations that they had also helped, to keep me on track, uh, with that, even though it was uncomfortable. Um, I, I do see how, how it moved me and how it was helpful for me. Mm, thank you so much for sharing. And I know to quickly share a personal story, I was filling out week two's journal prompt and I can't remember, even though Carly and I wrote them, the actual question off the top of my head, but something about resisting your ideas and your creativity. And, you know, for those of you who follow the Journey Junkie community, you're well aware that I've been dealing with this back injury for years. And it's kind of led me to a place of feeling really fraudy that I am teaching and selling and sharing yoga. And yet I feel kind of betrayed by the practice because I got injured. And it took that journal prompt of me getting really vulnerable and remembering that yoga also saved me. So yes, I might've gotten gotten injured in the process because I let my ego step on the mat. 
um, and take the presents versus, um, Allie, me, myself, and I. And so I had to remind myself that this practice saved me and it helped me become the person I am. And I say saved me in the sense of not like I was a recovering addict or anything that, um, traumatizing more so it saved me in becoming the person I am today. And, um, that journal prompt helped me get all of that out and reconnect with the yoga practice. Even if I'm not able to practice it, how I'm sharing it, it doesn't make me a fraud. Like I can still share this practice because it's so sacred and it's done so much for me. And I don't have to actually be doing that specific practice to make it all valid. So it really helps flush out all the fraudy feelings, all the false beliefs and your insecurities and remind you, I think, of your personal power and your growth. And um, I don't know, Carly, did you have any really good kind of ahas well, in there? I'm sure you did. <laughs> well, I just want to, I mean, of course, I mean, I don't, I'm always ahaing, but I, I think that I just want to make a comment about the, about resistance um, especially when it comes to journaling. And I think it's so common, right? Like it came up so much in the group and it's something that I face. It's something that the people that I'm close to face when I suggest maybe like, Hey, you should journal it out. And people feel really uncomfortable. And the thing when we're on these journeys of self-discovery, like we're uncovering decades worth of emotional um, and energetic pain and securities and trauma that we have held within our bodies for so long. And so every time um, we go to bring these issues to the surface and to get really honest, of course, we're going to be met with resistance because we're, we're going against every single thing that we felt is right for us for uh, multiple years. And so I don't want people to get discouraged when they say like, oh, it's, I've had all these emotions and it's been really hard for me. All of that, every time it's hard, it's a, it's a sign that it's working and it's a sign that you're moving in the right direction. And it's going to take a lot of time. Like we can't reverse 20, 30, 40, 50 years of um, stored energy with one journaling session. So I think it's just about being really patient with yourself and allowing yourself to feel the resistance and allowing yourself to feel uncomfortable. And like, it's not always going to be easy and pretty. And it's like Lisa said, it's very uncomfortable. And all of that is a sign of healing. So um, I just don't want people to feel discouraged by that. I want them to feel encouraged by that. Ooh, way to make your words all flow together with that last (laughs) (laughs) not discouraged, encouraged. I like that. Also, one last thing you just made me think about, Carl, is I was listening to a podcast with um, the Mind Body Green founder. His name is Escaping Me. And he was interviewing Byron Katie. And her whole thing is called Doing the Work. And they were talking about self-help and personal development. And she said... Self-help is not like some glittery, fluffy, rainbow world that we live in. I called it doing the work because it is work. Mm-hmm. And um, she was just really frank and upfront about that. And I think people come into self-help thinking it's going to be really like soothing and soft. And it's quite the opposite experience. And um, But in such a rewarding way. 
um, like Amber was talking about. So let's segue now because we could go into a really big rabbit hole on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the private Facebook group. So this is a really special sacred place. Um, I have had the pleasure of leading three Facebook groups now, three different communities. And there's something so special about this one that it really lights me up. And um, Amber, you've also been in all three of those communities. So yes. talk to me about what you're experiencing in this one, um, how these women or what we're calling the sisterhood, how they're supporting you in it, both experiencing and reading the book. Um, are you feeling motivated like you had that support system behind you? And is it is it that sacred place like we have in other communities that you're part of with me where you can share your thoughts and feelings and emotions? So tell, um, tell us yes. how you feel. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely is my answer to that. I mean, all three of the communities have have stood out because everybody just gets what the ethos is and that there's no room for negativity. There's no room for making people feel small. There's no wrong thing that someone can say and there's no kind of attack on what somebody might say so it's really a safe place to be and it's a safe place to externalize things things that may be in kind of like the real world you feel a bit foolish for saying or you wouldn't say because you'd be worried about how somebody might come back to you on that but in the Facebook group for this book club challenge it's completely safe and it's completely supported and the other reason that I like is that I I like to be able to support people as well. I like to see if somebody's, you know, struggling or feeling a bit down or feeling a bit lost and just be able to to bring my own experience and kind of bolster them up a bit. And and everybody does that in that group. And it's it's a training ground as well. It's like a training ground for life. So these things that we're working through and these ideas and these processes and these issues and profound shifts that we're all going through, we've got a space that we can kind of stretch our wings with that and like we want to approach life a bit differently, but you know we can do that here first until we we start to feel really comfortable. Um, and it's also a place to connect with like-minded people. I've connected with you know thirty or more women in the group who, like me, see themselves as writers and really enjoy the process, the creative process of writing. And I wouldn't have formed that group for myself without being in the Facebook group for the book club challenge. So it's just in so many ways, it's just an amazing place to be. Mm. Wow. I love what you said about the training grounds. Like we can test the waters and then we can bring Mm. it into real life. I think that's really cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Lisa, if you would like to share your experience in the group, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with um, everything that Amber said about um, it being a really safe place, um, where there isn't, there isn't a lot of negativity. There, um, are people sharing their life experiences with you, um, and, uh, also wanting to connect. And, um, again, that, that connection is, um, really important to me. And I, I felt like, um, you know, and there were some really vulnerable things being shared in the group and, and it is not judgmental, um, the responses that, that people got. And, um, yeah, I just, 
want to echo everything that, that Amber said. It, it's a really wonderful, safe space um, to help keep you accountable, um, to allow you to share your experiences and what you've learned and um, gotten from the group. Mm, yes. And I echo and Carly does the same exact feelings and thoughts around the women who are in there and who are sharing so vulnerably and then also standing up and supporting others when they're doing the same. And that's what I've seen as this thread of commonality in all the groups I've led. And especially this one, it's nice to see a group that's female only. Um, I think it gives us this really safe space or like what you said, Amber, the training grounds. And it also, in my opinion, and I think I think all you ladies will agree, it's helping to reset how we interact as women. Um, before I stepped into the yoga studio, I was one of those women who tore other women down. I was really judgmental. I was really rude. Um, I was just on the wrong side of the playing field. Like I didn't get it. And, um, you know, going into this world of yoga and self-help and having such a strong group of friends in my own personal life and then starting these communities, it has completely retrained my brain around how women need to support other women. And I think if that's one of the best things that we could all take away from these intimate group settings is that the more we support one another, the more we can rise together as a collective versus tearing each other down, which has kind of been like the last few decades of living, how we were conditioned to feel and and behave, or at least for myself. Um, But... Okay, so most of our listeners should know we read Big Magic. And if you don't, that is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And it's Creative Living Beyond Fear. And it is a wonderful book that Carly and I have now read twice. Um, And there's some people in the group who are also reading it two or three times now. But Amber, I know both of you, Amber and Lisa, which is part of why we wanted you on this conversation with us. You've both had some pretty great revelations through reading, um, you know, blockages that you've moved through. And now you're on kind of the other side in Carly and I's opinion of taking action so that you can um, live beyond fear and create. So Amber, can you share with us what you revealed about yourself and where you're hoping to go with what you discovered? Yeah, I um, I started reading the book and almost the first page, it was like, is she is she writing this for me because this this could be you know she's in my head somehow it's just all you know completely connecting and it reminded me that I am a writer I've always enjoyed writing I loved writing poetry when I was a teenager I love writing prose and I just I always used to be writing and something made me stop and working through this whole process with the book and the journaling and the podcast and the meditations it's helping me to renegotiate my relationship with fear and I realized that that um letting fear take over my life was um not just in creativity but in all areas of my life it was just kind of boxing me in and stopping me from presenting my face to the world the way that I want to an example of me going from stressful situation to stressful situation is when I'm traveling and I was away this weekend with my husband and normally I would be kind of frantically searching through my handbag checking my tickets watching the time stressing about connections have we got time to get somewhere and and it can be quite laughable because it just blows everything out of all proportion but this weekend when I was away 
I didn't do any of that because I've been working through the whole idea of fear. And I just kept bringing to mind that idea of putting fear in the backseat, you know, being polite, acknowledging it, but letting it know that it doesn't drive the car. And I managed to get through the whole weekend without any kind of stressful situations. And also keeping in mind the fact that I am a writer and I want to get back to being a writer. And we were actually walking down um, one of the streets in Paris at night with my husband. And I was just suddenly struck by the moon and the trees and the way the light was coming down. And I just stopped. I said to to Chris, hang on, I've just got to make some notes. And I didn't have anything with me, but I had my phone. So I'm, I'm standing on a street corner in Paris at night, frantically typing these notes on my phone because I wanted to capture the kind of creative ideas that were swirling around. And the old me wouldn't have done that. The old me would have just let that go and missed an opportunity. So there's a couple of examples of what I've taken out of this process and how it's kind of making me more confident and more comfortable in who I am and what I'm doing. Mm, wow, that is so magical. I literally just imagined you walking in Paris, like over a bridge and a moon and yeah it was was one of those situations (laughs) oh wow talk about big magic thank you so much for for sharing your your revelations and your experiences with this book um Lisa if you had anything that popped up over the course of the last few weeks of reading that you'd like to share we'd love to hear it there are so many things with this book um but I think the big one is that perfection um, is actually just fear all dressed up. Um, and that, um, in one of the, the journal prompts, um, that you had written, um, I think it was the one you were discussing Allie about, um, you know, what limiting beliefs do you have, um, from uh, engaging with your creativity and how can you change that inner dialogue? And mine was about um, the things that I wrote. It was a very short entry, but it was just about that I'm enough um, and, and, you know, that I'm talented enough, that I'm smart enough, that, you know, all of that. And that's all about being um, being perfect. And that's, um, you know, as I, I'm a pharmacist and, and my daytime job and, uh, we're all very anal type a people. And so to try to, you know, reprogram that and accept that, you know, where I am is, is okay. And, um, I had, excuse me, I had done a yoga teacher training and I had just been, um, too, too nervous to put myself out there. Um, and I know that you need to, to develop a voice, but I, the voice that I, that I feel like I have at this moment is not where I want it to be. And I, you know, all my favorite yoga teachers have been teaching for 10 years. And I, I came to the realization, like they didn't start out that way, you know, uh, with their eloquent, eloquently messaged class, all weave together. Um, it, it took some practice and time. And it, I, I realized with the job that I have now as a pharmacist, I do medication um, therapy management and consultations about their medicines that I didn't start out so great at that either. It took a little while for me to find my groove, but it did take um, me showing up and me showing up in uncomfortable situations 
um, to, to get to that point. And I think with creativity and, you know, just growing up that it was never considered to be something that was important. It was frivolous. It was extra. And, um, you know, where with school and going to a career that that was something that was necessary and honorable. And so, um, in the book, she also, I am very right and left brained, um, person on all my, uh, you know, tests that I've taken and, um, to have suppressed that part of myself, the creative side, um, is doing a big disservice to me as a human being because humans are innately creative, uh, people. And so with that, I have actually started, um, playing my ukulele every day, which has been really fun. And I'm, I'm not the best at that, but, um, I've definitely gotten better and improved and been impressed with my ability to, to learn and, and be better at that. And it's one of those activities that, that you do lose, um, lose yourself and get out of the mundane, you know, um, the, I think she calls it the Monday shit, uh, of life and forget that you are a pharmacist, you are a mom, you are, you know, whatever. Um, and you're just in that moment flowing and having fun. And so, um, it's, it's really, this book has opened that up for me is that it's okay to create. It's okay that it's not perfect. It's okay. Um, that people don't, don't get why a girl from West Virginia wants to play the ukulele and do yoga, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. Um, so, um, and that, um, I think from the last podcast too, you were talking about, um, uh, when we, when we were talking about the book, you take control of your future and your joy. And, um, that's kind of what I've gotten out of this whole experience. So, um, yeah. Mm, that's uh, so, yeah, that was mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> I know Allie and I were both like, ah, just, I have so much to say and we're on a time limit here because yeah. life is spinning so fast for Carly and I, and we also have people at work and getting up, starting their work day. And I mean, what I want to say to both of you really quickly without spending another hour on the phone with each other <laughs> is Amber, it's obvious that you should be writing. And um, I'm so happy that you had that experience with your husband and you're starting this new stepping stone of living beyond fear. And Mm -hmm. Lisa, you have spoken so eloquently and thoughtfully throughout this entire conversation. You should be leading a yoga class. And um, I hope that you step on the mat and do that for yourself and to gift to others. And knowing that when Carly and I started this conversation, the podcast, we were, and we still are, as you guys are hearing the behind the scenes when the, <laughs> when the conversation is fucking up and the audio is not working, we still have no idea what we're doing. And I think we just always share from a place of, we want to, sh- we share what we know and we share also what we want to learn. So it's this twofold process. And I think when you can just surrender to it and say that I'm never going to know any, everything ever, I'm always a beginner. There's always more to learn, but this is what I can share. People resonate with that. And um, I think both of you are on this beautiful pathway to doing that now. So we want to wrap up this conversation. So the 30-Day Book Club Challenge was a taste of what we are going to offer in our year-long book club. 
reading one book per month together and dissecting it through these different activities of podcasts, meditations, journaling, and a private sisterhood community. Um, you know, talk to us about what you would say to someone, maybe if they missed out on the 30 day big magic challenge or they didn't get through the book or they're on the fence about investing in themselves. Talk to us. Um, let's start with Amber. What would you say to someone who's on the fence about investing in themselves and investing in an online program? And, you know, I know you've done the body, mind, soul detox, so you mm-hmm. can kind of speak from that facet of being in an online paid program. You know, what would you say to someone who's like, I don't know, I want to, but I don't want to. I would say um, you have nothing to lose and so much to learn to put yourself through this process. Um, if if it being a paid course is worrying you, then through my experience with um, the Body, Mind, Soul Detox, the content just far outweighs the monetary value um, and what you what you take from it if you're willing to put the work in and how how it can benefit you and how it can just create these big personal shifts, emotional shifts in your life. It's the best gift that you could probably ever give yourself. And if nothing else, you're going to read 12 books from cover to cover. You're going to dive into some really inspiring topics. You're going to get to know yourself so much better than you ever have done before. And you're going to meet some amazing women along the way. And that's just, that's a priceless experience. Yes, that's awesome. Thank you so <laughs> so much for for that. And Lisa, if you have anything to say, uh, please share your final thoughts with us about somebody potentially joining our book club in the future. It's just a really supportive, um, safe space to share your thoughts, um, to discuss ideas, um, to uplift other women. Um, and I think, you know, through this process and through other, you know, self-help books or, um, books that I've read, it helps, um, me better navigate, uh, through life. And, um, you also, uh, are helping other women, um, navigate through theirs. And so I think that's just a really beautiful, um, experience and, um, something that is priceless. And, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to, um, diving deeper with, um, with the online group. All right, tribe, big thank you to Amber and Lisa for joining us today. We can't stress enough how awesome it was to talk with them and also how much it reinvigorated us and our spirits in knowing that we are creating something that really matters. We want to see you in the book club in 2018. This is it. If you're ready to read a book every month, to grow with like-minded women, to commit to deepening your self-care practices, and to become the absolute best version that you can be in the new year, don't waste any more time. We're going for it. We're doing it together. Sign up ends 12 p.m. Eastern time on December 29th. Again, that's December 29th. We really want to see you in there. We're going to be there giving it our all. And uh, we hope you're in there with us. This is our moment, you guys. Thanks so much. If you want to find out more, you know what to do. Head on over to our website, which is truthanddaremovement.com. And we will see you in the book club. 
Bye. Bye.